0: From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast. Your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. We welcome you into Teal the Podcast. Cole Pepper, Mark Brunel. We are not in Mobile Unit 3 today, Mark. No, we're not. I like that. That was fun. Yeah. I actually had a lot of people come up to me and, and tell me, hey, that was
1: that was neat to see you guys because you were literally just like leaving the game and talking about it. You know what I get uh, out in the community? I, I get the, gosh, what is it like to work with Culpepper? And, and what is I it just, like? It's a dream come true. That's what I get. <laughs> no one cares about the car. Just the fact that I got to sit that close to you really moved a lot of fans. Kind of, kind of really moved cool. the needle. I'm a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get, in fact, I got in a... Uh, uh, christmas party in your neighborhood the other day really uh i got the you, you think brunell's home and i'm oh, like Oh no <laughs> like, no i'm sure he's not <laughs> no <laughs> I th- but we can go down and see like what well, no don't go down and see it's fine
1: thank you cole i would not have liked that i most of the time i'm a pretty nice guy you don't yeah, most like most of the people. time but that one kind of to me is a, a little invasion of privacy don't yeah. come up to my front door and no. wish me merry christmas don't do that i don't want that
0: I was going to suggest Christmas carols on the lawn.
1: No, that's fair. Christmas carols are fair. All right. So, get, folks, you come heard on. it. Let's <laughs> go to Christmas
0: carols on Bernoulli's lawn. Come
1: on. No problem. <laughs> don't be mad if I don't open the door and say thank you and hand out little Christmas goodies. I probably won't. <laughs> Just sing away, though. No. You better be good, too. No. I want. Yeah. Good Deck song. the halls. Let's okay. go. All right. Let's talk Jack. Let's talk no some worries. football here. Okay. Sorry. Um, sorry.
0: Can we start with the TMZ story of the week?
1: Which one? Uh, The one relating to to Leonard Fournette Fournette? screaming at a fan?
0: Yeah. Uh, So let me give you my spin on this. Okay, and I'll tell you whether you're right or wrong. You tell me how right I am. Okay. Every single road game in the National Football League, and college football, and most high school games, fans are yelling at the opposing team. You're spot on. Every time. In the NFL, you should be adult enough to ignore it no matter what is said. If it's to the point where something is said that it triggers you, then let the security people handle it, right? Completely agree. If something is thrown at you, maybe that crosses the line to the point where you should react again by getting security involved and getting that person thrown right. out of there. Yep. There was, there, we, we talked about this with the Seattle game uh, last year uh, when the, the Seahawks players went into the into the crowd. Never a call for that. But there's really no call, there's nothing to be gained from shouting at the fans if you're a player. That being said, I don't think it's that big a deal if you do.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, and I think you have to know going in. All right? A lot of the young players now, they don't, you know, in college probably had very little adversity. Probably didn't get a lot of people yelling at them, you know. And, and you get to the NFL, and it's In the SEC, a though, you oh, didn't well, yelled. Yeah. at at the NFL, it's you. You can you can pretty much guarantee that on a road trip, um, you know you're going to get some things said at you. So you have to know going in. Listen, I'm about to walk in the stadium. I'm about to walk out of the stadium. Things are going to be said. I got to be able to handle it, and just keep walking, not stop, not respond in any way. Um, and I think that's kind of learned. I think that I think you kind of learn how to do that. You know, I don't fault a lot of young guys for not handling that well. Listen, I've had people yell at me, Cole, and say things. No, Mark, no. And you know what? I've responded, and I've regretted it. I mean, I've said things back to him and engaged in kind of back-and-forth banter. Not a good idea.
0: In your young, hot-headed days, Yes. what kind of things got you responding?
1: Oh, gosh. And, you know, um... Whether it was like a bad game, specific play—I mean, people would say something—they, you know, about your your family, your wife, your career—you know, whatever they could get. It was, I mean, bad stuff. You what know? about
0: on the field? Have you—is there a line you that players? That there's an unwritten rule about not crossing, with with another
1: when you're trash talking to players, You know, when you hear that, where's the line? The line is is racist remarks. And I've heard them. I've heard them. We we were playing, I'm not gonna tell you what year, Um, we were playing a team where one of our players made a racist comment to one of their players. It was one of our offensive linemen to one of their defensive linemen. I couldn't, I I actually really couldn't believe it. Mm. And uh, that crosses the line. Now, everything else in the game, should it be said no? Anything outside of that, uh, you know, a lot, a lot is said, but that—that's the one that really crosses the line. And obviously, talking about your family or your wife or your children stuff—you don't really hear that. It's just more cussing. You know, you suck. You can't play. I'm kicking your butt. All kind of stuff. Yeah. Your team sucks. You guys aren't going. You know, whatever. All that stuff's fair game, in my opinion. But getting personal with family, wife—you know—making uh, a racist remark—uncalled uh, for.
0: So if that happens on the field, mm-hmm. there is sort of a.
1: There's a code
0: for that, right? Yeah. Um, how guys will handle it. Mm-hmm. You don't go to the ref and say, hey, Ed <laughs> Hockuley, uh, this guy said a bad thing. Right. Like, usually that guy will wind up getting targeted or get, have something happen where a yeah. guy's going to, you know, he's going to get a little extra
1: in the pile. It doesn't happen often. Uh, since I played 19 years and, I, and I, 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 can rem- I, I can only remember one time that I actually heard a racist comment on, on the field. So obviously it doesn't happen a lot. But when it does, it's on. Now, in this particular instance, it was their team that was mad at this player, and it was our team that was mad at our teammate. Because mm-hmm. you just don't you don't do that, and and, and uh, you just don't do that. And it was it was shocking.
0: Right, so that's on the field.
1: Off yeah. the field, when you have fans,
0: is there? Do you have the conversation about here's how to handle it? Or you know, the, when you go to Oakland and you're playing, and the black hole is there, right. Or you go to you know some Philly. Point, Philly's tough. Philly's tough. Pittsburgh can be tough. Yeah, Pittsburgh was tough. Um, usually, you know, if you go to Minnesota, not so bad, <laughs> right. unless you're a Packer. Right. Otherwise, it's, you know, oh, hey, you guys are not so good there, eh?
1: <laughs> I, you know, we've talked about in years past when we would go to Oakland or Philly, those places that you mentioned, and it's, it's, it's a 30-second conversation. Hey, guys, the fans are rough. There, Be smart. Stay together. Don't respond. If you're going to get this said to you, you might get this thrown at you. Just handle it proper. Boom. That's it. Helmet on. Hey, yeah, keep your helmet on. You know, on and off the field, keep your helmet on. That's it. Um, because you know you're going to get it, but you're going to get it everywhere you go. Someone's going to say something.
0: Yeah. It's uh, the 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 spin now on this, or the interpretation of Leonard Fournette yelling at the fan. Whatever the fan said, right, is well. Here's another example: of the Jaguars not being disciplined
1: and falling apart in a game where they're getting whipped. Now, nah, that's this is just this is a uh, something happens all the time. This is, uh, it's my understanding that the fan uh, made a racially insensitive remark, Leonard responded to it, listen, I get it. it, the best thing for Leonard to do is just to keep walking and do his best to ignore it and forget about it, responding and saying something, that's exactly what the fan wants, mm-hmm. that's what he wants, he wants to go back and forth, um, but listen, everybody has their hot buttons, and, uh, and I, don't, I, don't fault, I don't fault Leonard for responding uh, based on uh, what he said the comment uh, was about. I got no problem, I got no with problem with that. To each his own, I get it. Um, and uh, But I, I, it's probably best in light of TMZ report and all that stuff to just keep walking. But but uh, these, guys, these guys are young. It's
0: different now though too than when you came into the league. Oh, yeah. Everybody's
1: got a video camera in their They're pocket. Social media, absolutely, you gotta be very careful. You know, I told you I had, I had some uh, some back and forth with some fans over the years and it wasn't all that bad it wasn't that big a deal um but it was at a time where there was no you know there were no phones out there you know and videoing um if there would have been I probably would have been a little bit of trouble um and uh
0: which yep. of your former teammates would have been in the most trouble if they had played today with uh, the You know what
1: uh probably like yeah I'm talking probably about with, engaging with fans. uh wide yeah um yeah he'd, probably Baselli probably Baselli. The funniest one I've ever heard, though, the, the funniest one is: uh, Do you remember? Um, oh gosh, uh, hold on, hold on, Brant Boyer. Yes, of I th- course. I think yeah. now I, I think this was Brant Boyer. So we're on the sidelines, and uh, I forget where we're at. I want to say we're in Buffalo or something like that. Forgive me, you know the, the years have gone by, but I think this was Boyer. Somebody's yelling, okay, on the sidelines. He's yelling, and and, uh, uh, and I think I was told this secondhand. I don't think I, I actually heard this. Uh, But I think Boyer, might have been McManus or something like that, maybe it was Pete Mitchell. I don't know, but somebody said, hey, turns back to the fans and is just getting berated. Turns back and and (laughs) the fan says, hey, I don't come to McDonald's when you're working and yell at you, do I? (laughs) Something like that, he said something like that. Listen, listen, when you're at McDonald's, I don't come yell at you about the job you're doing. I just got a kick at it. Now that's that's I don't good. Come to work fun. and yell at
0: you about how to make fries. Exactly.
1: That's yeah. just good, clean fun. I just that one tickled me. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but but uh, but you know you think about it. I mean, how many of us go to work and we've got people standing there, mfing you and yelling at you. You know, while you're trying to do your job. Depends on where you work. It depends on where you work. Yeah. But very few jobs. <laughs> have you been to a newsroom? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I did have this thought
0: uh, because in a breaking news situation whether it's or full bore hurricane coverage or election night or one of those things where there's a lot going on. And for the sports department, I can tell you the most intense time really is Friday night trying to put together our football Friday show. I bet. Where you've got a lot of moving parts and a lot of people coming in and trying to get everything going. Um, If somebody who didn't understand the context of what we were doing Mm -hmm. showed up and looked around, they would think, who are these savages and how do they look each other in the eye by the time the night's done? And it's not its not that we're take, making personal attacks on each other, but it's, you know, there's no time for pleasantries. It's time yeah. to get this done. Crunch time. And, yep. and so, in a way, some of that stuff, you know, it's behind the curtain. Um, and when I walk out on that set to do Football Friday, uh, there's still chaos usually happening behind the scenes because... Game's finished later, guys get highlights in, or they're trying to, right. whatever it might be, get a package done, and it's it's down to the deadline. So there's a stressful situation when that happens. That's not dissimilar than what happens on the sideline when right. you're losing the game. There's that stress. Um, again, the difference is, Nobody's back here sitting in the sports department or in the newsroom with a cell phone <laughs> recording of what we do. Which no, is I understand what back. you're saying, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Note to self, don't do Friday night uh, <laughs> football, Friday. football Friday nights. Okay, I don't, I don't think I can handle that stuff. <laughs> you, you have don't enough stuff. Friday I don't nights. Need, I don't need Kevin and Matt screaming <laughs> at me, dog-cussing <laughs> me because I don't got my stuff straight. We do that anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Only when I'm not here. Let's move on and talk a little bit about
0: the... Final three games. Yep, Washington comes in. Uh, one of your old teams. Mm-hmm. One of your old teammates played quarterback for them a yeah. bit last week. Mark Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Just for for I'm a not sure, couple moments. I'm not sure that qualifies as playing quarterback. Ooh. Uh, but um, they're struggling too. Uh, chances here for a performance of any kind. Or are we looking at three to two?
1: Listen, they don't. They. I think they're going with Josh Johnson at the quarterback. Um, they look like a team that has just lost all hope. Um, We'll we'll win this game. Uh, Miami's after that. If Miami's still in the hunt, it'll be tough to beat Miami. And then we finish with Houston. Houston. They're going to be trying. There, that's going to be important. I think we'll. I think we'll go one and three. But honestly, Cole, uh, maybe this is just the former player in me, or I just to me we're we're mathematically eliminated. Yeah, I don't really you playing know, out the string. It's, let's just ride it out. Let's see what draft pick we get. Um and uh, let's see what we do with it. And I, I I guess I don't know. I want them to win out. I don't think they will. I think they just because the playoffs are, aren't a possibility. Um I don't know. This to me the best way to put it is Cole, this one's over. They know right now. This one's now, over.
0: Though everybody in that locker room knows right now. They're going to be massive maybe overselling it. Substantial changes yeah. in the offseason. If a guy thinks he's on the The cusp of a decision. Does it change the way plays prepares approaches things?
1: Yeah, you would think so. You would think that the guy, you know, you you would think a guy. Listen, these guys know how to, to to move into self preservation mode. You know, you would think they would, unless they just really don't care. Oh, but. Every time you take a field in a game, listen, you're, you're, you're auditioning for Tom Coughlin and Doug and, and Dave Caldwell, but you know what? There's 31 other teams out there that are looking for players, too. So if you're going to be a professional, you go out there and you play as hard as you can. But a guy, um, but a guy who's got a track record,
0: let me just use Malik Jackson as yeah. an example. He's been a Pro Bowl player, been a very good player for quite a few years. Obviously, things have gone south for him here uh, this year. Taken out of the starting lineup, mm-hmm. probably going to be a salary cap casualty. Yep. is it is he thinking? Let me prove that I can still do it to somebody, or does he think, hey, my track record
1: is still there? Let me make sure I'm healthy when this season ends. Th- that's a tough one because Malik made some comments that I promise you in the free agent evaluation process, they will be paid close attention to. Um, don't ask me; I didn't start. I wasn't the starter. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next team, because there will be a next team, they will take that into consideration. I just, I, you know, I was, I, I just met a GM um, from the Colts, uh, Ballard, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this past, you know, a couple weeks ago, and uh, and I had heard this. He didn't tell me this, but I had heard this. We have a mutual friend that says that that a lot of times, GMs, not only will they watch your the, what you do on the tape, but they'll also kind of see what you do on the sidelines. And I thought this was really yeah. interesting. I
0: Matt, mean, I've noticed scouts, in fact, it, sometimes there'll be uh, scouts from other teams sitting yep. in the row right in front of us, yes. there in the press box, Yep, and you can see them
1: watching the sidelines. Now, it's tough to tell who they're watching. Very good point, because they'll, they'll, they'll look at, okay, uh, let's say Malik Jackson comes to the sideline. Well, is he going to talk to the other D lineman? Is he talking to the coach after a series? Or is he over there sitting by himself? And so you're always being evaluated. What you say in the media, on the field, off the field, in the community, because listen, nowadays the numbers are so big, if they're gonna invest $5 million into you, they wanna know everything about yep. you. So, and so I don't know if players fully understand that right now, um, but a guy like Malik Jackson, all right, he's probably not gonna be a Jaguar next year. So it's important that he does everything right. Comments to the media, you know, how he finishes out the season because next year let's say the pittsburgh steelers are looking at malik jackson well, okay i saw how he played when they were making a run when they were still in it how did he play when all hope was lost and they weren't going to the playoffs that's as important as anything else so if if i'm a malik jackson i know we're just using his i'm playing as hard as i have ever played if i want to keep playing in the nfl
0: yeah it, if you get out on the field too, that's the other thing. Some of these <laughs> yeah, guys, yeah, some of these guys, who, yeah. you know, may not be seeing the field much the rest yep, of the way. You're right. Uh, anything that you think the Jaguars can do in the last three weeks of the season that will have a springboard effect to next year, or is this has this been such a dumpster fire of a year that it's just get through it without fourth degree burns and and try to be ready to go for next year?
1: It's a it's a dumpster fire. Uh, because of what our expectations were. Mm-hmm. And what, what we were told, you know, how good this how good this team would be from the team. That's why it's so disappointing. Sometimes you have bad seasons and you end up five, 11, six, and 10, it, that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people are, are frustrated with this team. A lot of the talking, um, I get being, getting beat and losing games, I understand that. Maybe not being the team you were last year. But I don't get the talking. I don't get the undisciplined, broken coverage. The personal—I don't get that. I don't understand. I don't like that. I think a lot of people are uh, are frustrated by that. Um, I think that the uh, the Jaguars have clearly moved on for Blake Bortles. Uh, I do think that uh, Cody Kessler will finish out the season. Um, we've seen a couple games of Cody Kessler. Is it any better? Doesn't do anything. For it me. doesn't do anything for me. So if you cared about winning these next three games, okay, and if, if you're gonna say that and that's important to you, then why wouldn't you put the quarterback in there that gives you the best chance to win? Because I think that's Blake Bortles.
0: I think they're experimenting to see if Kessler has anything, yeah. and so do they have to go out and get one or two quarterbacks in the off season?
1: Yeah, they're learning about Kate, uh, Cody Kessler. I get it. Um, and I will say from, from the first start to the second start, I thought he got a little better. A little bit, yeah. I got a little better. Uh, is he going to make I, a bunch I, of strides I, in the next three weeks? No. I, appreciate, I don't think so.
0: I appreciate a couple of things about him. He's a tough guy. Yeah. He took the hits and kept coming back. Yeah. And he took a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't have a great arm. Uh, moves okay. Throws on the run okay. Yeah. Uh, but, he, again, to me... From a quarterback position, last three games are about is Cody Kessler going to be your backup or
1: are you scrubbing the decks completely yeah. clean with the quarterback room? I, he'll be free after this, right? He's not under contract? Uh, I believe that's... Yeah. Yeah. I would... Uh, I'd keep him around if if at the end of the season the arrow is up, meaning he got a little better yeah. each week. i keep him around. Who knows? I mean, would, who knows? Would you
0: keep him around if you knew you were... So you, here's the thing: you
1: don't know. I'm what not you're saying he's have. making the team, right? I'm saying he's going to be in training camp.
0: So they drafted a guy in the
1: seventh round,
0: mm-hmm. Tanner Lee, mm-hmm. who didn't show much of anything. Yep. uh it's pretty clear they're either either going to have to trade for a veteran quarterback. Yep, and or draft a quarterback pretty high. Yep, uh, maybe first round, maybe mm-hmm. top ten. Uh, if that's the case. Let's say they don't get the veteran and they draft a guy. Are you comfortable with Cody Kessler as your starting quarterback to open the season with a rookie being
1: brought in as the protege underneath? I'm not. I'm I don't not think, either. I'm not. I don't i do not think he's long enough in the two. I think he needs more experience. Even if he lit it up the last three games, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, but it doesn't mean I get rid of him, you know? Uh, if he's if he's under contract you don't have to yeah. keep him around who knows i mean who knows Yeah. Let, let let the competition play out in camp let the competition yeah. someone might get hurt yeah um maybe this this kid you draft in the first maybe after the first 3 3 weeks you realize oops and mm-hmm. isn't what we thought that happens all the time mm-hmm. first round quarterbacks are 50-50 yep they're 50-50 you, you, you top you, 10 quarterbacks you, you don't forget yeah. first round you top don't ten. you really don't know so i'm i'm going to keep cody around um a lot of that now they get a new offensive coordinator, brings in a different system. He'll probably have a guy or two he wants. Um, there's so many moving parts, so many unanswered questions. But, I, you know, I'm going on what I've seen so far. From week one to week two, I think Cody got a little better. All right, ask me ask me after the Red Saints game. You know, it's, it's, just, it's really hard right now. I will do that, probably
0: in the car as we're driving we'll, back we from the game. Be, we will be there. All right. We'll be there. I'm going to go warm up with some Christmas carols. I'm going to go yell at some people in the parking lot. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in to Teal the Podcast. We will have another one coming up after the Jaguars and Redskins on Sunday. And we'll see if Cody Kessler got any better. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to Teal the Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Play. You can always find it on newsforjacks.com. For Mark Grinnell, I'm Cole Pepper. Thanks so much for listening to Teal the Podcast.